Welcome to the Vet Podcast by the Vet Gurus, Brendan and Mark. Get ready for the latest veterinary news, information and entertainment. Don't forget to visit us at the Vet Gurus website, vetgurus.com. Now, sit back, relax, it's over to the Vet Gurus, Brendan and Mark. Welcome, Brendan here with markvetgurus.com. Say hello to us, vetgurus at gmail.com. It's Mark, and you are here, I hope, Mark, are you? I am, I am, I'm definitely here, and going so well, Brendan. Excellent. Looking forward to this chat. Well, this one's going to be one of our series of what I've started calling these ones, Mark, are nibbles. Little bite-sized chunks. Bite-sized pieces of, of, of goodness that people can listen to that hopefully won't go more than an hour. <laughs> um, the idea is only go for 15 minutes or so, but we will see. So this is another little nibble here, Mark. And um, hello to all our subscribers and listeners. Go to our website, vetgurus.com. Have a look at our Etsy store. I ordered something more from our Etsy store recently, Mark, but I won't talk about that at this stage because this is one of our pre-recorded Keeper episodes, and who knows when this will go up, Mark. So <laughs> yeah, it may be in the future. It probably won't be in the past. Um, any I still news? think it'll be, it'll be a very useful, like it's very likely the way you shop at that Etsy store, it's very likely that whenever it goes up, it'll only be very recently you've uh, made a purchase. Um. Yes, <laughs> most of the purchases are uh, by me, uh, unfortunately. <laughs> so it'd be great if you could support us by going to our Etsy store. There's a link on our website. Otherwise, just go to etsy.com, E-T-S-Y.com, and search for Vet Gurus. It's all one word, V-E-T-G-U-R-U-S. And browse the amazing products there. And the quality of them is outstanding. And a little bit of the purchase price will go towards our production costs. So, yes. So um, did you have anything you wanted to quickly chat about during our little nibble, Mark, before we jump into our main topic? I was uh, only the Etsy store prompted me to the discussion of our Etsy store prompted me to look at my phone and um and I still oh it's well over a year ago that um I bought a an iPhone cover from our Etsy store an edible organic iPhone cover and to be absolutely honest with you Brendan I thought at the time Good to support the podcast, um, but uh, I'll hang on to my high-density plastic cover because once this one sort of gets wet and rots away, um, I'll just slip the old one on. But it's still going strong, Brendan. Um, it's, I'm going to have to buy awesome. one of them. <laughs> it's awesome. Um, it isn't it's, one it's, that I've bought, bought but uh, purchased of the, of the store. It must be one of the few things I haven't purchased. I just wanted to reinforce your comments about the um, the quality of the gear there. It's, it's uh, um, you know, the, the, we do get a little benefit from people buying the stuff, um, but um, but it's good gear and I, I'm, uh, I'm pleased with my purchase. And it's 100% biodegradable, so that's fantastic, that one. So if you're stuck out in the bush, Mark, and you're hungry, you can always eat your little cover of your iPhone. So, yes, so that is a, an option. And it does come in versions for Android phones as well, I think. So there we go. Excellent. All right, so let's jump into our little bite-sized piece here, Mark, and the topic is one that I'm going to quiz you on. It um, It is 
the use of and the value of probiotics and prebiotics in our little feathered friends, so avian species. So let's jump straight into it, Mark. Um, what are probiotics and what are prebiotics and do they work in birds? Do you recommend them to your clients? All, I love your questions, Brendan. Um, so probiotics are collections of usually freeze-dried bacteria that are purported to grow in the gastrointestinal tract, recolonize the gastrointestinal tract and return the flora of the gastrointestinal tract to a healthier, more normal biome. Uh, prebiotics are food supplements, food additives um, that cultivate those aforementioned good bacteria that, um, that uh, set the environment just in the way that favours their growth over more dangerous disease-causing bacteria. So do I use them? Uh, in my patients, yes, I do. It's a bit of a paradox, I reckon, this topic, Brendan, because we use them a lot in dogs and cats, and uh, we've talked about using them in uh, particularly rabbits, um, but other small animals as well. And I've got to say, for those uh, animals of those phylogenetic groups, there's often not a lot of hard evidence on the ground to suggest that what we're doing is definitely making a difference. But in those feathered animals, there is quite an abundance of information, particularly because of the poultry industry, which suggests that manipulating the biome with prebiotics and uh, probiotics has a profound effect on immunity, um, the likelihood of disease, and even things like growth rates. So I would be saying to you that uh, this is one area where there is at least uh, some evidence to suggest we might be doing a good thing. Now, the species involved obviously are very different. Most of our patients are uh, um, small citizine birds or maybe canaries. They're different and significantly phylogenetically different to chickens, but at least there is that basis. So short answer, I do use them, and I think they make a difference. And I think we always mention that they certainly don't do any harm. Would that be the blanket statement for these products as well, Mark? Well, I think I, I certainly the, the array of bacteria um, that are that are reported in these um, freeze-dried collections of bugs are very, very unlikely to cause diseases um, or cause problems. I, I tend to think at the worst that can happen is that maybe they don't colonise the gut in the way that uh, maybe we'd hope, but they just provide nutrients they they you know the building blocks that create them are broken down by the digestive system and they provide an additional food source i don't think there's any record of a probiotic uh causing based death or yeah that's or, right exactly yes, yes so and we won't talk about specific probiotics or prebiotics mark but uh, 
how much do you give them? You know, is is it something? So say if you had a, a bird that you think, gee, this one is a, a really good candidate for the use of these products. Um, is it just, I know this is a very vague statement, is it just a little <laughs> bit you give or, or you, you know, you're shoving it down there in, in vast quantities, a bit like what we do with the critical care for our rabbits when, they're, when they have gut stasis and they're not eating? Well, I think it, it's exactly not like what we do with our rabbits. That um, that we are what we're trying to do is um, is provide bacteria that are going to colonise the gut. So we're just sort of sowing seeds in the fertile soil that is the intestine of these animals, and we don't need to, you know, load that entire gastrointestinal up tracked up with the total number of bacteria the first instance that we uh, we dose them. So um, generally speaking, we're mixing um, relatively small amounts. Um, there are, there are water-soluble preparations. Um, I tend to, because these birds are often stress-affected um, and are recovering, we're probably not trying to, uh, you know, crop needle and dose them that way, the benefits of probiotics may well be cancelled out by the stress of handling and uh, and administration. So generally we're trying to get the in-water medication or um, there are some forms of probiotics that can be mixed with them, with uh, foods. Whether so is be- that problematic or not with the, the palatability of them or, or that they've worked them out pretty well then that they will you they will ingest them quite readily oh, look I think the, the the predominantly the water soluble versions present no uh, problem with palatability um, occasionally we'll have birds um, that need uh, you know they'll be feeding on hand rearing mix uh, an example might be a bird that's had a severe mouth injury and so isn't uh, breaking down seed or pellets, um, and so they might uh, need to go on to uh, a supportive hand-rearing mix-like um, uh, food, and uh, and so the the uh, probiotics can, and prebiotics can be in that um, recovery food or hand-rearing food. Um, and sometimes that does have to be fed to particular patients, but uh, most of the time we're just uh, getting it into the water and uh, the birds are drinking that water normally as they would. Excellent. Now, I'm going to throw a bit of a spanner in the works, a slightly related question, as usual, Mark, um, because it's coming out the other end the we we assume when they're when they're eating they're they're pooing out the other end now it um and that just reminds me of these you know these pro and prebiotics that they're supposedly helping and some of them by the sound of it do help with with recolonization and normalizing the gut uh, mark what's your thoughts and this is going to be a, i want you to do a, a four minute reply mark what's your thoughts on the value and or the importance of gram stains in birds of, of fecal, fecal gram stains? I think, Brendan, that there's not a lot of use in uh, in that particular diagnostic modality. I think now, that... Now, um, do, you want to, do you want to do a quick backstory on the, yeah, on the use yeah. of this? Yeah. Um, uh, so I suppose when, um, when it, maybe a two or three decades ago when um, I was studying for my memberships, um, it, it did become very, very popular. I think mainly on the basis of a, a report 
of African grey parrots that were being imported from Africa into Europe. Um, and there were samples taken and gram stains performed. And then health assessments were made in terms of those. And there were some correlations in that study between the abundance of gram-negative bacteria and poor health and the uh, abundance of gram-positive bacteria and um, the well-being of, of those African greys. I don't think that you can, well, certainly that can't be extrapolated widely amongst species. And certainly there are multiple factors that go to make uh, make up the, the spectrum of bugs that form the biome in any individual bird. Um, and certainly um, the presence of a disproportionate number of gram-negative bugs might be associated with a disease condition but whether it's a symptom, a, a clinical sign, a result of the process or a cause of the process, I think uh, I think it's a very long bow to say, oh, we've got uh, this particular gram stain and therefore that's causing the disease. Does that make sense, Brendan? So your, your reply is it's not much use. Yeah, I think probably I need to be a bit more nuanced than that. Um, there are specific times where it is useful, uh, but I, 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 you know, and you know, one of my faults as a veterinarian is I tend to, you know, overinterpret results and and overattribute causes to uh, effects to various causes. Um, but I'm just in this instance, uh, I. I don't very often do them, and when I do do them, I interpret them very cautiously, Brendan. Excellent, very diplomatic reply there, Mark. And uh, uh, yes, things have changed, haven't they, from from when we, back in the dark ages, graduated, and and the the stress that um, or the importance that um, exotic vets and avian vets in particular placed on the the value of the of the gram stainers certainly changed a little bit hasn't it oh it's good that we um that we're able to learn and evolve and and when we see a diagnostic uh procedure that's that's not doing all the things that we think it should it's it's mature of us to to change direction and and accept its limitations Again, a very diplomatic answer, and um, you've got it down, Pat Mark. Um, excellent. So, any further comments in our little nibble here about pre and po probiotics in 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 birds, Mark? Um, for our the last thing I was going to say, Brendan, is that um, there has been over the last few years an explosion um, in the number of uh, companies providing <laughs> providing these um, resources to people who might be. Uh, keeping and treating birds and helping them recover. Um, I think um, I, I would, just as any time there is a, a large range, I don't think, the, the key thing I was going to say was that I don't think they are under the same, because they're not a therapeutic, I don't think they come under precisely the same strict drug regimes and, and conditions. And so there is the chance that some dodgy players could be entering the field. So I, I just, the only thing is I ask people to stick to um, recognised uh, companies and, and uh, suppliers and people that have a little bit of science behind them, happy to, to uh, support their product rather than the sort of buy off the internet and one day they're there and yes. one day they're not. Excellent recommendations, Mark. And 
As always, we'd like to hear from you, our listener, if you want to send us some information or comments or questions about the use of pre or probiotics in our bird species. And with that... I don't know whether you can hear me now, Bruce. Whoops. I press the wrong one. <laughs> We're out of here. We'll talk to you all next week. to the vet podcast by the vet gurus don't forget to visit us at the website vetgurus.com where you can subscribe view show notes listen to previous episodes and more you can contact us via email at vetgurus at gmail.com to ask a question or just say hi thanks again and see you next time